Hi, I'm Sam. Welcome to Build Time, a 10-minute journal about creating my first application. So I'm recording this on the 19th of June, and while I usually don't timestamp my podcast, it's important this week because WWDC is on the 22nd, next Monday. WWDC is incredibly high-profile, so high-profile that even non-developers know the Worldwide Developer Conference. And that's because it tends to foreshadow big changes in the Apple world, whether you're a developer or user. And I wanted to talk a little bit this week, now that I'm a little bit more of a developer, how it's going to affect an app, my app, that's just getting off of the ground. So WWDC is important because it brings earth-shaking changes to the Apple world. And that can be both a blessing and a curse. It's good because WWDC is where we learn about all of the new software and hardware capabilities that Apple is making available to developers to create cool and interesting new apps. So for example, the Apple Watch, um, the ability for it to do health data, or say new iPhones uh, and new screen sizes, and the ability for the iPhone to do RFID, and for the new cool camera. You know, all of these are potential areas where you can create new, say, health-based applications, camera applications, applications that take advantage of a wearable device. These are all doors that are opened at WWDC for developers to create cool and interesting new apps. So that's the good side of WWDC. The bad side is that it introduces new developer obligations. So as iOS and the iPhone and the iPad have matured uh, as a platform and as devices, the bar to what constitutes a decent application has come higher and higher. And I guess one of the easiest examples for this is the most recent introduction of dark mode in iOS 13. So dark mode allowed the user to specify a system-wide color scheme. And that means that now as a developer, for my app to look modern or at least competent, it has to support at least two color schemes, a light one and a dark one. And so that means you can't count on text always being black or the background always being white when you're developing. And you also need to use adaptive colors. And you may also need to you know, respond to changes in the text size. And you may also need to respond to changes in screen size. Like at the present moment, iOS 13 developers have to support the iPhone 7 screen size, the iPhone 8 screen size, the iPhone 10 screen size, the iPhone 10s screen size, the iPhone 10R screen size, the iPhone 10s Max screen size, the iPad 9.7 inch screen size, the iPad 10.9 inch screen size, the iPad Pro screen size. All of that to just release a current application. And I'm sure that if there are new screen sizes or new devices this year, as there will inevitably be, you will need to plan around more and more possible dimensions for the screen that you're working with. And that work doesn't really go towards the app's vision. You know, Having my app be adaptable to all of these screen sizes isn't really important to it being you know, a really cool time tracking application, right? Um, it's not working towards the core of my app, but it is still necessary. And that's not regrettable or bad. I want my app to be able to run on anyone's device so that anyone and everyone can use it. But that is still work that I need to put in to create and reach the lowest bar that Apple has set. And of course, you know, that bar um, is a heavier burden on indies and new developers like myself. So that's some of the good and the bad in WWDC and the change that it brings. A lot of that is going to come out in the keynote and the State of the Union, which is in the afternoon. And I'm going to be watching that live on Monday if I possibly can. But I wanted to talk a little bit about what I'm looking forward to. So my app doesn't actually take advantage of that many cutting edge capabilities. And I don't really expect to be taking advantage of any of the capabilities that they announced at WWDC, even if I will be paying very close attention. 
I'm not going to be using machine learning in my app, at least not yet. I'm not planning to use any health data. I'm not planning to use any of the cool hardware capabilities other than the iPhone's ability to connect to the internet, which was in the iPhone 1. And, you know, that's basically because uh, Trickle to me is a competency project. Before making cool new apps, I got to be able to make apps full stop, right? I got to be able to make a UI and cobble together, you know, an app bundle, right? That's what this project is about. It's about meeting the baseline of I can make an application. Uh, you got to be competent before you can do cutting edge. With one big exception, and that is SwiftUI. SwiftUI, as I've mentioned before, came out in 2019, and 2020 is gonna be the first big year where they iterate on it, where they have that first wave of big improvements to SwiftUI, and I'm really, really excited to see what they come out with this year. I've talked a little bit about the limitations of SwiftUI, and I really would love to see those limitations lifted. The fact that list view does not have a programmatic scroll, that is something I would love to see fixed. Another big area is core graphics. So my app takes advantage of the iPhone's drawing capabilities and animation capabilities. If there was some way in which the drawing and the animation libraries got a lot faster or more performant, that would really help my app because my app has been struggling with performance issues. Um, and if it was faster, that would help me. One of the other big things that comes out with the inevitable new operating system is the unfortunate dropping of old devices. So with every iOS 12, 13, and hopefully as coming up 14, they drop support for older, less capable devices with slower hardware. And while in some sense that's sad for consumers who don't get to use the latest coolest stuff or the latest coolest apps, it is also good for developers because the truth is that we build for operating systems, right? Like my app is not made for the iPhone 7 or the iPhone 8. It is made for the generic iOS, right? Specifically iOS 13. And that means that I need to build around the, the lowest spec hardware that can still run iOS 13. At present, I believe that it is either the iPhone 6 or the 6S, or it's my iPhone 7, which means that potentially I am currently looking at the lowest spec iOS 13 device that might get dropped for iOS 14. Um, and that's a little bit scary, right? Because that would leave me without a testing device. But that would also be beneficial for me in some ways because to be honest, my app performs pretty poorly on my iPhone 7. Um, maybe that's because I dropped my iPhone 7 on the head on its head a few times, but frankly, it might just be because my app is not performant and my iPhone can't keep up. My iPad can keep up because it has faster hardware, and if I could count on iPhones running iOS 14 all being a little bit faster, that would be really nice because I wouldn't have to sort of gimp my app or make it look worse or perform slower just to keep up with my really slow iPhone 7. The other thing that's coming with WWDC is a rush. So when the new devices, maybe, and the new OS definitely comes out in fall, a wave of apps inevitably follows, right? And, you know, that's just kind of the nature of WWDC. When new capabilities come out, it sucks up all of the developer attention and capability for all of summer and coming into the fall, right? And that has big implications for me as a student. I need to get my app out by the end of summer. This is now the deadline in my mind. Number one is school reasons, right? So I'm gonna be going back to school, having a full 20 credit load, and I'm just not gonna have the time or focus to put into my application to really get deep into the code and think seriously about it every day like I have been uh, in the summer. I'm probably not even going to have the weekends like I have been now to work on it. 
So just for school reasons, I really need to get this app out by the end of summer. But also market reasons. There's a lot of advantages to releasing between WWDC when developers get all these new toys to play with and the release of new hardware and software in fall when there's an inevitable wave of new apps that you need to compete with. And that is the relative paucity of apps in the meantime, right? If I'm able to get my app done within the next month or two, and fingers crossed, be able to release it before iOS 14 drops, then will be the time when there are most likely the fewest iPhone apps released because frankly, they're going to be on an old OS within a month or two. To me, that's not a big problem because my application is not aiming to be cutting edge. Um, and hopefully it should work just as well on iOS 14 as it does on iOS 13. But the relative scarcity of apps does mean that I might be able to get a higher media profile than I would otherwise. So if there's relatively fewer apps, there will be relatively fewer apps for app sites or app networks to talk about or fewer apps for the app editorial team to focus on. Um, and if my app is good enough for me to be able to get some press attention, that would really help me to you know, drive a few more downloads and maybe make it worth a bit more of my time. So that's gonna be the effect of WWDC. I'm really just interested as a consumer to see what's coming out, but it also is going to be you know, really a fire behind me to get me to push the app's development faster and faster so that I can get it out before iOS 14. Um, so I'm really looking forward to WWDC. Hopefully there'll be really cool stuff this year and hopefully it'll mean good things for the application. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week.